Welcome to the Holderman Podcast. I'm your host, Robert McNamara, and today we will be speaking about woods and timber. I'm joined by a longtime member of the Holderman team, Hugh Pence. Hugh, why don't we start with you telling us a little bit about yourself? Well, thanks for inviting me to participate in this podcast. I uh, grew up here in Lafayette, started working for Holderman Farm Management Service back in February of 58, and uh, was lucky enough to have a boss that knew something about timber, liked timber, favored timber, loved timber. And unlike a lot of farm managers from the prairie states the west of here, they didn't know anything about timber, but luckily Hallerman's uh, favored uh, management of timber. Howard always say manage all the farm, every square inch, every acre, which meant manage the woods. So I never took a forestry class in Purdue, but about 1963, I was out in the woods and kind of fell in love with timber. And uh, I started planting trees in 1966. And from that day forward, I probably planted between 400 and 1500 trees a year for 50 years. And 1989, I planted 44,000 walnut trees on 115 acres. So I've been involved heavily in growing walnut trees. And then also I've been a member of the Indiana Forestry Woodland Owners Association and the Walnut Council for about 35 years each. So I probably, <laughs> I probably attended more than 100 field days. So I've been out in the woods quite a bit besides managing farms. In my experience, some farmers and landowners look unfavorably about having woods on their farm because it's not tillable ground that they can rent or grow row crops. What are some ways landowners can produce income with their wood? Every woods, like anything else, is totally different. And what you have is what you have. But on the other hand, it depends on how it's been managed in the past. Most any woods in the Midwest, unless it's just totally junk, most woods can be managed and bring, bring forth some really nice timber. Now it takes time, but it, uh, it can be done. So it's a resource that's uh, there. The uh, farm and the soil, there's some land that's got timber growing on it. It's worth $10,000 an acre, and we've got ground that's only worth $1,500. They can only grow timber. So the main thing is take the resource you have and try and manage it as best you can. Okay. What are some steps a landowner can take to ensure the health of their tree? Well, you, you basically inherit what you have. We live in an area in the Midwest here, which in, if you know much about other areas, we live in an area where you don't have hardly any major problems with disease. We say, obviously we have some disease, but basically if you uh, want to manage the woods, it's the resources to be managed. And uh, it's, it's, a, it's a low problem thing if you want to improve and grow high quality trees. What soils are best suited to grow trees? Okay, anybody that knows anything about agriculture knows that there's a wide, wide, wide variety of soil types from almost pure sand to almost pure clay and everything in between. Uh, trees are geared to grow on certain, certain, certain soils. In other words, some varieties like a droughtier soil, some trees will almost grow in the swamp. So the key, the key to a good woods is to have the right trees growing on the right soil type. And, and at most any existing woods, it's the tree species have already sorted that out. So if you have a typical woods, you're gonna have uh, 
wet soil type trees growing on wet soil, soils and droughty type, like droughty type trees, they'll be growing on the more drought. What are the differences between hardwood and softwood trees? And is there one well, or the in other? in our area, in our area, uh, the hardwood trees are mostly the oak and the walnut, uh, hickory. Uh, the softwood trees would be cottonwood, soft maple, uh, sycamore be the three main, what we consider the more softwood species would be the three most common trees that get big would be in those categories. Okay, which ones are more sought after for uh, Well, the, uh, the trees that have the, the highest, the lowest value trees are the soft, uh, what you'd call soft hardwoods. And the most valuable trees are the hardwoods. The king of the castle would be a walnut, of course. And then beyond below that would be white oak, uh, red oak, and the other oak species. Uh, on down the ash is pretty well gone because the emerald ash borer. But uh, your primary goal would be walnut and cherry. Walnut, cherry, and, and, and white oaks, uh, chickapin oak, uh, burr oak, all the oaks. Those would be the most valuable trees you could grow. What are some ways to improve your woods to make it more attractive for timber buyers? Well, the, uh, the whole key key to a woods is a lot like a garden and that is you get rid of the junk and let the good stuff go big and so uh, we have a lot of woods that has a history of a of a bad management and when i say bad management you have to realize this if you're a timber buyer uh classic timber buyer he he, he would like to buy the best trees at the cheapest price if you're a landowner you want to get rid of the cheap through the junk trees and let your good trees get big. And so you have a huge conflict of interest. And if you have never had anybody really manage your woods, if you just let a log buyer go in your woods, he's going to pick out the best trees. Now, then, if you do that over a hundred years, you can guess what you have in a woods. You have a lot of poor quality trees. And so the, the key is to, Get rid of the junk and let the good trees grow. How often should that be done? Oh, if if, if you're uh, starting from scratch, which is most people aren't, but the main thing you want to do is it's called timber stand improvement. You'd like to have somebody do that. Uh, what you're really going to do is he's going to pick out the, the good trees and make sure that they have room to grow. Get rid of the junk. And uh, John, I shouldn't say junk, just get more low value trees. Uh, sometimes you can have a timber sale and sell the low value trees. A lot of times they barely pay their expense out of the woods. But the, the goal would be to have all high quality trees growing and then to give them a chance to have plenty of room to grow and get big. Are there any tools for landowners that they could use as far as classified forest programs or USDA programs? Okay, the uh, interesting history of a lot of people listening to this are going to be from other states other than Indiana, although other states have similar programs. It's hard to believe that Indiana, with the 22 million acres of total land area, 16 million acres of timber, by 1915, there was only 100 or uh, one and a half million timber acres left in Indiana. And the public realized this was a huge problem. So Indiana, we had a program instigated. In fact, it's 100 years old this year called the Classified Forest Program. 
where you can put your woods in that program and you have certain criteria of how to manage it, but your tax then goes down to just cents on the dollar. You almost know the taxes are almost free on it. And that way the long-term management doesn't cost you much as far as taxes are concerned. Yeah, that's a good way to motivate people. To I, I'm not sure about other states, uh, Ohio, Indiana, or Ohio, Illinois, um, Wisconsin, Michigan, I'm Kentucky. I'm not sure what other states have a similar program. Some of them do and some of them don't. I'm not sure the details. Uh, the important thing about a woods is to have a professional get involved in your woods. Uh, if you have a farm manager managing your farm, uh, if he thinks he needs some uh, backup advice, you can hire a private consulting forester or uh, you can hire a district. You wouldn't have to hire him. He's free You get a district forester and have him come out in your woods and uh, woods have value. It's, it's amazing the amount of money a woods can, can make because you've got free air, free water, free soils and, and uh, free water, free air and free sunlight. You might as well be growing good trees instead of poor ones. Plus, you just enjoy being out in the woods. Well, thanks, Hugh, for joining me today and all the valuable information. If you'd like to learn more about the Holderman companies or contact someone on the Holderman team, please visit Holderman.com. Thank you. Thank you.